0: Yeah. Hey.
1: R. F. 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 E- F.
0: YouTube. Main menu. Main menu.
1: Welcome to Main Menu for the week of September 18 to September 24, 2015. I'm your host, David Tanner, and it is good to have you with us today. Thank you for coming. We always enjoy having you with us, whether you're a returning listener or you're a new listener. If you're a new listener, we are very pleased to have you with us and hope you'll continue to come back and hear us every week here on Main Menu. Well, it is quite a week this week we have had in the technology field. And, wow, we couldn't begin to cover all of it this week in one, in one show. There's just no way we could. We started out this past week on the 14th of September. The folks from Hims introduced and posted the latest major update to all of the BrailleSense products. It is version 8.5 of the BrailleSense firmware and it is now available on the HEMS webpage. You can simply go there, go to the resource center link and then at the resource center link, you'll want to choose the appropriate BrailleSense for your particular unit. And then you will find there a link for downloading the update and there are also links for the new 8.5 user manual for BrailleSense and a Word document describing all the new features in this version. And folks, I want to tell you, having seen the things that are in this new version, boy, (laughs) there is a lot. And we will be having someone on here in the next few weeks from HEMS to talk about All of the new things I can tell you. One of the things that's been added is reading and writing of UEB. The new Unified Braille Code is now fully implemented, uh, along with quite a few other things. And some uh, bugs were squashed, uh, I I understand, along the way. And you're going to really think this is quite an exciting new update to the braille sense so you want to jump right out there and get that if you are a current braille sense user so you jump right on out there and get version 8.5 of the new braille sense software firmware upgrade so that was the first thing this week okay then uh did something happen on wednesday the 16th Does anybody remember anything that happened on Wednesday, September 16th? Well, I can remember two things. Of course, the most major of those, of course, was Apple's release of iOS 9.0 for the iPhone, iTouch, and iPad. And that made quite a splatter. And, oh, boy, did a lot of people download that big old update i noticed that for one of my devices it was a one gig download wow that was that was quite a quite a a big update there and lots of new features and uh, lots of cool things we're going to be hearing about that from david woodbridge next week Unfortunately, we were not able to get the interview in with David in time for this week's show, but he will be on talking to us next week all about iOS 9.0 and all those other things, too, like, uh, what was it, the uh, iPhone uh, 6S or something like that and Apple TV. Well, David will be along and talking to us next week here on Main Menu. And then also on September 16th, Freedom Scientific snuck out Jaws 17 public beta number one. It was posted Wednesday morning right there on the front of their web page. If you are a Jaws user and you're anxious to see what's coming in Jaws 17, it's that time of year again, folks. And yes, we would ask you just as Freedom Scientific asks you. Please, once you've had a chance to use the beta and try it out try all the new features please come back to the web page and give them feedback on on any problems that you have, any suggestions you have, or things where you think maybe things could be a little bit better or change to work maybe a little smoother or whatever. They are certainly looking for your input. This is a public beta. So remember that as a beta, there can be issues, but that's to be expected in a beta software. They do not, and we would not recommend that you use this JAWS 17 public beta For your day-to-day use. This is uh, beta software. And there will be some rough edges. Somewhere along the line. You can be almost sure of that. Because it is beta software. But it is in a condition. That you shouldn't have any major crashes. Or major problems. So feel free to use it on the web. Particularly since there are. Some new cool features uh, that JAWS is doing on the web with web browsing, and you'll want to take a look at those and see what you think of those and see if you have any problems with those. If you do, be sure you respond back with the beta feedback form on the Freedom Scientific web page. Right now, today, here on Main Menu, we have Jonathan Mosen and Eric Damery and Dusty Voorhees from Freedom Scientific with FSCast the most recent one. This is the second part of the FS cast telling you about what it is in this JAWS seventeen public beta and Dusty's will be telling us about a brand new release of Magic 13 that has quite a lot of changes in the way things are done in Magic, and you really want to, if you're a large print user, you really ought to download this and take a look. It sounds really pretty cool, and I'm going to be interested in hearing you tell us what you think of it, and I'm sure the folks at Freedom Scientific are going to be interested in hearing your reactions to some of the big changes in this new version 13 of Magic So first off will be Jonathan Mosen and his crew talking about Jaws 17 public beta. And then Dusty will come along and talk to Jonathan about the latest release of Magic 13. And then after that, David Woodridge is going to come along and tell us about three of the major new features in the recently released version 2 of KNFE Reader and that's what's up on Main Menu today. We hope you enjoy the program and get a lot of valuable information out of it and we'll hope you have a good week and we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu to find out everything you ever wanted to know and was afraid to ask about iOS 9.0. Have a great week and we'll see you soon.
2: Here at ACB Radio's Main Menu, we are always looking for feedback from our listeners. If you have any feedback about something that you have heard here on Main Menu, suggestions for things you would like to hear on future programs, or if you are able to record a product demonstration or interview for us, please get in contact with us by sending an email to mainmenu@acbradio.org. at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu@acbradio.org. at you can also get in contact with us via Twitter. Our Twitter page is at www.twitter.com/mainmenu or you can follow at mainmenu with your favorite Twitter client. Finally, all of our contact information, past shows, and more can be found on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Thank you for listening to Main Menu and we look forward to hearing from you with your thoughts about our program.
3: When you FS Cast episode 114 is all about software innovation. The JAWS 17 public beta 1 is very close. Eric Damry joins us to talk about enhanced touchscreen support and more. And our Windows 10 compatible Magic 13 screen magnification software just got some cool new features. Dusty Voorhees joins us to tell us more. Uh, uh,
4: Freedom Scientific's official podcast.
3: Produced and presented by Jonathan Mosin. Welcome to the podcast if you'd like to be. In touch with us, fscast at freedomscientific.com is the email address, fscast at freedomscientific.com. i reminded that that is not the address for technical support questions, by the way. You should still use the regular support channels because they are far more qualified to answer your questions and we'll get them answered far more quickly but if you have any comments or questions about the podcast then please do direct them there you can also use the comment line 727 803 8000 is the number 727 803 8000 when the automated attendant asks you to punch in an extension then for the listener line it's 1010 that's 1010 well a lot of people looking forward to the JAWS 17 public beta 1 we're looking forward to getting it out there i using it actually as i record this fs cast it's very responsive very snappy and there's been lots of optimization going on under the hood so i think you're going to really enjoy getting your hands on it of course there will be some things that you'll find and we look forward to getting your feedback to tell us more about public beta one eric damry is back with us from freedom scientific headquarters in florida how are you doing eric
0: excellent as a matter of fact i'm really looking forward to uh Getting this out the door, we're running just a little bit behind, but I think we're still on track for a good, solid release here by Halloween.
3: Well, the most important thing is getting something into people's hands that's as solid as it can be, although, of course, it is beta software, so people should expect that there will be bugs, and we encourage people to report those because that's what it's all about. When do you hope to have it in the hands of the public?
0: We have an official build right now of 605 that is getting into the hands of private beta testers. As we record this today, we'll be going through about three or four more days of acceptance testing. And I would hope to have this released by Wednesday or Thursday, which should be about a day or two after people are hearing this recording. So you're probably within two days, once you've heard this recording, it should be available. People will be able to find it on the Freedom Scientific uh, website. You'll be able to go right to the home page, and there'll be a link to it right from the homepage area as we have done in the past. And uh, as you mentioned, reporting any issues, if you've installed it, there'll be a link on the beta download page where you can click and fill out a form like we've done in the past, and please give us your feedback. Uh, it's very very appreciated, and the sooner we get it, the better. We're already into testing as well on public beta two, so we've been you know working on some things. These these builds get frozen, and then nothing changes as we go through acceptance testing for a week or two. So we've been plugging along on public beta 2 and that is scheduled already for the end of September so it'll follow along about two weeks after the first one.
3: I've been beta testing things for I don't know well over 25 years now. And one of the things I really do appreciate about the way JAWS works is that I can revert. I can get on with my work if there's just a little something that isn't working the way I want and I just need to continue to be productive. It's possible for me to unload JAWS 17, report the issue I'm experiencing, and then put JAWS 16 right back because the two versions can coexist on my computer at the same time.
0: Yeah, we've always done that. I think we're one of the few products that carried on like that over all of these years, but uh no, it's a it's a great benefit that you know people can um can put a beta version on their computer, yet still revert back to the release version and have the confidence that things are still working right in the event that something did get uh, messed up. But in general, we try to be very careful when we post the beta software, and I think I say this each year. You may even want to wait a few days and just listen to make sure everything goes well. But for the most part, when we post it out there, we anticipate – I know it happens every time we do – we'll have a 1,000 or 2,000 people inside of 24 hours download it, install it, and get it running. We do offer tech support on the installation part, so if somebody has trouble, they can call support, and they will help them out – but for the most part, I wouldn't anticipate any problems. Most everybody that's installing our beta software doesn't generally run into any issues. So I'm uh, very thankful that we get so many people to hit it as hard as they do, as as quick as they do, too, because uh, it gives us great confidence moving forward.
3: Tablet confusing. We've talked to a number of people on FScast over the years about this, and people are really... Jazzed about having JAWS on a tablet computer because you can be really productive. You can run your full Microsoft Office app. You can enjoy JAWS Braille and how accurate and responsive that is. It's a wonderful experience on a tablet. And we're taking that to the next level with JAWS 17 with even better touch support.
0: Yes, we have put time into that this year and worked on getting the on screen keyboard going. You probably Still don't want to start typing big documents or filling out spreadsheets with a an on-screen keyboard, but it does work now in JAWS 17, so you can bring it up. We've actually created a JAWS gesture, a four-finger swipe down and then back up without releasing on the downstroke. You just swipe down and then right back up with four fingers, and it brings up the on-screen keyboard when you have JAWS running. You can then move your finger around, find the on screen keyboard, usually positioned on the lower portion, and it will echo as you move across the letters. And you can double tap on the letter just as you would expect to enter. So, uh, this is pretty good. In a pinch, if you had to do something, you can get access to that keyboard
3: now. There is the touch typing mode, so it's very similar to typing on a real keyboard, except that it's virtual. And then there's a standard typing mode as well. So it will be a paradigm, I think, that is familiar to people who've used touch devices before.
0: Yes, and I would encourage you, if you're going to try this out, if you do have a touch device, once you've got JAWS installed, you can look at the Help menu at the What's New, and there's a whole section in the What's New about this. So make sure you go in there and read that over before you get started. It'll help get you jump-started and give us some feedback on it. And I know there are a lot of different touch devices out there. Some may work better than others. So make sure you give us details about the equipment that you're using with whatever your experience has been.
3: I have had some very interesting responses to our last podcast where we talked about and demonstrated smart navigation. And I had somebody who got in touch and said, this is just going to be amazing for my job. He was concerned he'd changed to a web-based platform for getting a whole lot of things done. And he was really impressed with what we were showing. You've been playing with smart navigation some more in a range of contexts, what are your findings?
0: I tend to be an optimist about many things and there's nothing that's come along in JAWS in recent times that I'm more optimistic about than smart navigation. I, I believe that this is a big step forward it's going to take a little bit of getting used to because it is a little different behavior from what we're used to. But I think people are really going to find this beneficial, especially if you interact with a lot of form controls or tables or controls within tables. And, and I think that you're really going to find this to be beneficial. Again, read the help section at the top of the What's New. There'll be great detail about it to help explain you know how to get in and out of it, because when you're in it, one of the beauties is to be able to navigate within a table. You get inside the table and you can just right and left arrow and go from cell to cell to cell, like you would kind of expect, but then when you're inside a cell and you need to look at it in context, you can hit the say character key twice quickly, and now you can arrow and stay in character mode within the table. It makes it so much more efficient to move around, and people that are working in jobs understand that. It's it's the navigation. It's the getting to the information that you're looking for that's real tricky. I've been, also been doing some experimenting now, reading HTML email messages in Outlook, utilizing this uh, functionality. We've run across some issues when it comes to some of the, the complex emails that are generated by computers and sent out with uh, computer-generated messages from advertisements and things like that where the ad is inside of a a big um, layout table, and it's usually it's a nested table within a table. And some of those have created some issues for us that we're going to be able to work around. But if you're working with regular emails and, and good emails with nice tables in them, running into those tables, you can now navigate through them very quickly.
3: Very good. And a reminder that people should enable that if they'd like to try it from the JAWS Startup Wizard, which will run when JAWS 17 runs for the first time. And also we recommend in conjunction with that, turn on the Semi-Auto Forms mode and you should have a pretty interesting, quite revolutionary web experience there.
0: Yes, it'll be different. I personally like the Semi-Automatic. I've actually talked to quite a few power users that prefer the manual. They want to completely control when they'll interact with something. But uh, I I like semi-automatic. I think it works good because sometimes I get into a form and I'm just going to hit the tab key and move through it. I just want to get to forms mode when I need to be, and the tab key allows that to happen.
3: We were talking earlier about the ability to run multiple versions of JAWS. And one of the things that is good about that is that you can continue to work with third-party scripts. We were talking with Brian Harchin about this from Harchin Consultancy, and he produces products like Leasey and a number of other things. He does the station playlist scripts for JAWS, which I'm using on a regular basis, and they will work with 17, but with more complex things such as Leasey. What he's saying is, look, it's really important that Freedom Scientific get as clean a JAWS 17 experience as possible during the testing phase so that third-party scripts don't introduce anything in the mix that may muddy the waters in terms of reporting and resolving bugs. So Brian has committed to, obviously, Lisi continuing to work in JAWS 16, and then when JAWS 17 is released officially, on release day or very close to it, Leasey and a couple of other tools will be available. So I think that's a great approach that people can keep in mind when testing.
0: Yes, and I think the same will be true for uh, j Say and, and so forth, the more complex programs he's got. But uh, you're right, and it's great. And we have, you know, Brian works very closely with us, participates in our beta, and he's been great on this release as we've gone through a lot of internal structural changes in the product, he was very good to point out some issues that had resulted. Because of some of these changes, we were able to work with him and his team to make sure we get them resolved and uh, he plans to be ready to go when we do the final release day
3: very good so i know that a lot of people have been pinging us on twitter and calling us and really looking forward to jaw 17 i think smart navigation in particular has captured the imagination touch support improving is going to be a big deal for the many tablet users out there so we're looking forward to getting people's findings any bugs that people find will Get our people right onto it and see if we can replicate. And so that's all coming up later this week.
0: And don't forget the Braille. All of the Braille users out there, we we have. Remember, we've made a very significant change in Braille, going over to Liblouis and adding in the UEB and the quick access to all of this right through the startup wizard so please watch for that and give us your feedback on liblu we look forward to hearing about it we've also got a very exciting release coming up um, if it isn't out yet it will be this week on our magic 13 What a brand new release with some animated movement as you change magnification levels or as you move focus either with the keyboard or the mouse and click somewhere it's a very nice technique of moving so that you'll kind of see the direction that you've moved as you've left one area of the screen and gone to another. And uh, the feedback has been great on that. I know that you're going to talk with Dusty about it in a segment, I believe on this FS cast following this. And uh, I'm sure that he anticipated when you recorded that, that the release would already be out. If it isn't out by the time this recording goes, it should be within a day or two as well.
3: Fantastic. Well, I tell you what, if uh, this thing is as responsive and snappy on many other people's systems as it is on mine, I'm sure there'd be a lot of positive feedback people have said to us over the years, take some time to optimize the code and things. So we've done that and it's rocking. So we'll look forward to all the feedback and we'll talk with you just ahead of Public Beta 2.
0: Very good. And one final quick reminder, everyone with 16 authorization, you can get a hold of the 17 beta and use it in conjunction with your 16 authorization. But before we get to release the end of October, make sure you've got your SMA in place so that you don't get interrupted and you'll be able to go right into 17 as soon as the release hits.
3: There are many benefits of running our Magic screen magnification software, one of which, of course, is that JAWS and Magic work so well together. There are many similar commands, and they just behave so well. The other is that you get such excellent support, and Magic 13 was already working with Windows 10 by the time Microsoft released it, and that's a big feather in the cap in terms of magnification software. Magic continues to develop, and a new build has recently been released, and to talk about Magic, we haven't heard from him for a wee while, Dusty Voorhees joins me from Freedom Scientific headquarters in Florida. Hi, Dusty. Hi, Jonathan. Good to be with you today. Lots of good stuff happening with Magic. You must be very proud of the efforts of the team in terms of getting the software ready so that on Windows 10 release day, people who wanted to could take advantage of it just like anybody else.
5: That's absolutely right. We were, Our goal was to make sure that we were released by the time Microsoft released. We ended up releasing a few days ahead of time, and it worked very well in that environment. We're continuing to make improvements. As we get more and more people working with Windows 10, we may come across areas where we go, oh, we missed something in our testing. And so we can make improvements there um, based on that. We continue to test it in-house and to investigate more as that product continues to, to evolve and they put out updates to Windows 10. But there's also some areas that, you know, Microsoft told us ahead of time, hey, we don't have the accessibility stuff in this part of the product right now. For example, Edge, the modern alternative to IE, um, they told us ahead of time that they haven't put the accessibility stuff in there. Uh, we've done some preliminary work to make sure that, hey, when it's in there, we can take advantage of it. But we may find that when... They do put it in there that there's some other advantages that we can take of the work they did. And so we'll do everything we can to put out updates on a you know monthly or bi-monthly um, basis to make sure that the experience for our users is the best experience they can
3: have. So I suppose that in some respects, the things that affect JAWS also affect Magic in that regard. So it's very difficult to make edge say anything sensible if you're a JAWS user right now so it might be that if you are using the screen extensively you might be able to get something out of edge but if you're using speech you will not is that a fair assessment?
5: Yes it is is fair I mean if you're totally visually looking at it you're going to be able to see the characters that type of stuff but what the tools are going to give us is the ability to follow the focus as it moves around the ability to speak out the the text that is there. And that's just not there at this point in time. And then we know that it's on Microsoft's roadmap. And once it's, it's there, we'll make a big deal out of the fact that we support Edge at that time.
3: It's interesting that Magic seems to be thriving in an environment where some screen magnification products really seem to be struggling with the new architecture underpinning some of the more modern versions of Windows. Tell me a bit about why you think people should check out Magic 13 if they haven't done so already? What are the key benefits, do you think?
5: Well, some of the benefits is that we're able to piggyback on work that we do for JAWS. We're able to, you know, get most of the speech going. We're able to get the focus stuff as we do it for JAWS, which we put a lot of effort into. And, um, you know, not all the products out there have, you know, that sort of advantage. Then what we can focus on in Magic is what do we do visually? for the user and you know we're doing a lot of work right now to especially in windows 10 to say okay focus works a little different in here let's make sure that we're following what's happening on the screen very well and so that's a a big push that we have right now is to be able to dig in and say how can we improve the user experience
3: Yes, and I suppose once you've got the building blocks of the magnification sorted, you can go on to the user experience. And that's what's happening with Jaws really. Eric was making this point in the last in the previous FS cast that we did, that with the fundamentals right, you can really concentrate on the, the user experience and what might be considered smaller but important enhancements. And one of the things that you're doing with this latest world of magic is the concept of animations that really make the transitions that users are looking at, maybe many, many times a day, much more pleasant, much smoother.
5: Yes, the transition animations add to the user experience. They, they do two different things. One of all, they make things um, more smooth and fluid, but also they give the user kind of a, well, where did I just go to
3: indication. Where in the past, you know, we would snap to places when focus changed. So can you describe, I mean, I know this is quite a difficult thing to do audibly, but can you describe what happens now in the latest version of Magic when, for example, I'm changing magnification levels? What's the difference between what I used to see and what I would see now when I'm, say, going from 1x to to a higher level of magnification?
5: Okay, so there's three areas that we're doing these animations. Um, One of them is magnification, and we'll come back to the other ones in a moment. But with magnification, in the previous versions of of Magic and and other magnifiers out there, as you step through the magnification levels, you would kind of jolt to each one of those magnification levels. What we've done in this version is, for example, if I've used Magic key and the the wheel on the, the mouse to increase my magnification, you know, I'm going to go through several magnification levels, you know, right in a row. And so what we're doing is we're taking away a little bit of the crispness of the screen, giving you this smooth flow to the final magnification level. And when you quit increasing the magnification, then we sharpen the screen again. A good example of that would be if I was blowing up a balloon. In the previous versions, it's as though I'm going... Whoop, 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 whoop. So if you were feeling the outside of the balloon, you can feel it going step out, 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 out. And what we're doing in this version is as though I'm going. (sighs) So you're just getting this smooth blow up the balloon until I stop.
3: Yeah, without the hyperventilation. You remind me of all my kids' birthday parties doing that thing. (laughs) good stuff. What are the other areas in which you are making this animation happen besides the changing magnification levels? Okay, the
5: other two animations, both of them could kind of be grouped or generalized as where did I just go to? And so we're giving you that indication of where you went to. And so one of them is a focus change. As focus changes on the screen, you could traverse the entire screen um, because you could be working up in one area and then you hit the start menu and you, you pop down that lower right-hand corner. And so this type of animation, it actually gives you a bit of an arc. So instead of, I'm up here in the top right-hand corner, and now I'm instantly in the bottom left-hand corner. Now I see this movement of of a smooth arc in about a one-second by default time period. So it kind of moves over to the left and then down to the bottom. And so I can actually say, oh, yes, I moved left and I went down. Um, Where in the past, all of a sudden, I was just there. I didn't really have that orientation. The other part that that fits in that is our say-all animation. The say all animation does the same sort of thing. You know, I reach the end of a line or a column or some unit of text where it was reading and it goes to another place. So we're going to give this smooth transition over to that place. If you're, you know, working in a Word document, it's not such a a huge thing because, you know, you reach the end of the line, you're going to go to the next line and and across. So you kind of know, okay, I just finished the line and I came over here. But if I was reading in a news web page or something where there's several columns, um, it can become, you know, a little disorienting if all of a sudden I just jumped to a new place because I actually, you know, went down this column and now I popped up to the top of the next column. So now I'm seeing kind of that smooth transition to say, oh, that's how I moved. So as we've been developing the animation feature, one of the things we've, done is we've been getting it out in front of um, people and users and um, you know one of the places that we just did this was at a show over in Denmark with our dealer instrolog and the people came up and and saw this this animation feature and one of the descriptions they gave of the animation feature is the screen which was much more peaceful using the animations than the instant jumping to the locations like that we've had
3: in the past. So Windows 10 support is a work in progress, as you say, with Microsoft continuing to add things at their end as they release updates. And Magic is updated regularly, and that's the impressive thing. If you've got your software maintenance agreement, you're not just subscribing to major updates, you're also subscribing to very regular updates to the software so that you can get the very best magnification experience that there is.
5: Yes, and There's improvements that we put into the product, but there's also, for example, you know, these new animations that we put in. That's a new feature that we've added during the middle of a a cycle. You know, for that matter, the support for Windows 10 was done during the middle of, of, you know, Magic 13. So um, these are things that we're able to get out there to our users on a very regular basis and keep them on par with their coworkers and be
3: able to um, compete in the workplace. There is the demo available absolutely free of charge, and also there's a 90-day license option for Magic 2 now.
5: That is correct. So the, the demo will run for 40 minutes at a time, and then you'd have to reboot the machine in order to use Magic. So it gives you a chance to try it out, and there's no cost to that. And then the 90-day license has a cost, and you, know, you can use it for 90 days, and then you're going to have to decide what you're going to do.
3: That's Dusty Voorhees, and as you can hear, some exciting stuff happening with our magic screen magnification software. We are working on this as we speak, as I record this. So the software may be updated by the time you hear this, or it may be literally a day or two away. As you can appreciate, it's a very busy and exciting time for our software development team just now. We're really looking forward to getting Jaw 17 in your hands. I can't wait to share the experience with you. Do take the time to fill in that bug report form if you find anything, because that's why we put it out there, so that we can make it as good a final release as we possibly can. And until next time, this is Jonathan Mosen saying thank you for listening. Bye for now.
2: Is there a product that you use in your daily life that you think other Main Menu listeners should know about? Is this something we have not yet covered on Main Menu? Do you have the ability to record a high-quality demonstration for us that will be beneficial to the rest of our listeners? If the answer to these questions is yes, then we encourage you to submit content to our program. To begin, first contact us by email at mainmenu at to ensure that we have not already covered or are currently working on coverage of your product. If we have not covered this product, you may record your demo and submit it to us through any method that works for you. We will soon be in contact with you to give you any feedback on your segment and let you know when it will air. If you have questions on this process, please get in contact with us. Listener contributions to the show are very important here at Main Menu, and we hope to hear your voice on the show soon.
6: Welcome to this demonstration of the KNFB Reader version 2.0 update, which came out on the 20th of August 2015. And in this demo, I wanna point out three major things to do with the new update. And they are number one, that you can now get the KNFB reader app version 2.0 as a free trial, up to 25 scans stroke pictures. Number two, you can now back up your scanned documents to Dropbox, as well as restoring files from Dropbox. And of course files that you save into the file explorer screen will also be copied to your dropbox folder either on your IRS device or pc desktop etc and number three and this is the one that's got me most interested is the fact that you've now got a document stand scanning mode where you can have it automatically detect your page turning and take the next picture ready to start reading a book, a document, etc. So first of all, as I basically said, you can now get it as a free trial, and then you can then purchase the full version via an in-app purchase. And of course, the price of the Canopy Reader is approximately $100, a little bit more Australian. In relation to Dropbox, you can turn the Dropbox automatic backup on within the Canopy Reader app, and I'll show you where to do that now. So I've got my iPhone here. Bring up my app switcher.
4: App switcher. KNFB Reader. Running. Okay, so Swipe up with three fingers to close the I've
6: app. One finger double tap on the app.
4: KNFB Reader. File Explorer. Button.
6: So I'm on the main image screen that you normally get when you start the app. So I'm flick to Settings.
4: Settings. Button.
6: And one finger double tap on Settings. And of course I'm using VoiceOver. Settings. Back button. And we want to get down to dropbox so i'm going to use my router on my keyboard here a quick nav to get to headings headings now if i press down arrow
4: settings heading camera heading reader heading file explorer heading dropbox backup heading
6: okay and there's the heading the dropbox backup and if i press rudder,
4: link to dropbox switch button on double tap to toggle setting
6: link to dropbox and mine's of course currently on and if it's the first time you do this, of course, this being a Canopy Reader 2.0 update, then you'll get the normal dialog box about saying, do you want to allow Canopy Reader to access Dropbox? And you can, of course you can say yay or nay. And if you say yay and you've got a Dropbox account that's all ready to go, then it'll be turned on for you. And then you can use the following options. Pressing right arrow.
4: Allow mobile data for Dropbox. Switch button on. Double tap to toggle setting. Okay,
6: allow mobile data for Dropbox you can turn that on or off.
4: Backup all KNFB files to Dropbox, button.
6: Backup all KNFB reader files to Dropbox, so that'll create a zip file of all the files that you've scanned in in the File Explorer screen to Dropbox for you.
4: Restore all KNFB files from Dropbox, button.
6: And restore all KNFB files from Dropbox. So after we've scanned in a document, I'll share what happens if you choose the backup option as far as Dropbox is concerned. So just keep in mind that when you've turned the Dropbox option on then any files that you save to the file explorer screen in the KNFB Reader app will be copied straight away over to the KNFB Reader folder in Dropbox for you. And the backup option is to zip up all the files and back them up to Dropbox. But just for automatically copying as you create files in your file explorer screen they will be copied straight away for you. So let me just do a two-finger scrub to go back.
4: Take picture, button.
6: And Capture back into the document the and reads the text. Capture picture screen. So I've got a book here that I want to trial out the document stand mode. But first of all, I'm just gonna make sure I'm at the right part of the book first. And this year I bought my son the whole series of the Eden Blyton Famous Five books. So I want to read the first couple of pages, or 10 pages if we're doing batch processing, which we're going to do, of this particular first book. So what I'm going to do is pop my iPhone on top of my document stand here, and I'm just using my scan box today. So popping it on top, line it up with the hole. Okay, now I'm actually going to be using my Bluetooth keyboard since my iPhone's currently sitting on top of the the scan box. So let's just open up the book. I'm pretty sure it starts on the third page in chapter one. And I'm just doing this to make sure that I've actually got the book at the beginning, not at the end, when I do the batch processing with the document stand mode. Okay, so I'm gonna put the book in the scan box. So I've got two pages open. And what I normally do is I normally have the book lined up with the front edge in this case of the scan box and then of course push the two pages down as flat as possible because of the binding in the middle and then what I normally do as well is I have two fingers one on each page just on either side of the binder at the front edge of the book where it's lined up with the scan box just to make sure that the page is held flat while I then use the KNFB Reader app to then take a picture of the book itself Okay, so let me do a field of view report first.
4: Field of view report. Button. Like that one. Report. Field of view report. The top edge and bottom edge of the page are visible, rotated zero degrees clockwise.
6: That sounds not too bad. Okay, so back to the left.
4: Take picture. Button. Let's take picture and make sure. Capture image of the document and reads start the
6: text. Of the first chapter.
4: Take picture. Chapter 1A Greater Surprise. Mother, have you heard about our summer holidays yet? Said Julian at the breakfast table, Can we go to Pulsey off as usual? Apostrophe. I'm afraid not, said his mother. They are quite full up this year. The three children at the breakfast table looked at one another, a great disappointment. They did so love the house at Pulsey. The beach was so lovely there, too, and the bathing was fine. Sounds Cheer up, me. said Daddy. I dare say we'll find somewhere else just as good for you. And anyway, mother and I were wa-
6: okay, so that's fine. So we're now at the right spot. So I'm just going to take the book out again, and it'll become clear in a minute while I've just taken it out. And I've still got my iPhone at the top. I'm actually going to grab it off again because it's going to give me some instructions about when I choose the document stand mode. So I'm just going to press escape on this document that I don't want to save.
4: Take picture button.
6: So before I actually do the profile for the document stand, I'm just going to put myself in batch processing first.
4: Settings. Camera flashes auto. Tilt guidance. Take picture. Field of view report. Add picture from library. Batch mode is off. Button. Okay, select. Double process multi page document.
6: Okay, and let's write over to profile. language.
4: Document type. Select profile. Button. Current selection. Manual picture.
6: Okay, counting on manual picture. Select that.
4: Select profile. Manual picture. Picker item. Adjustable. Swipe up or down with one finger to adjust the value.
6: Okay, now because I'm using Quick Nav here on my Bluetooth keyboard, I'm just going to press Automatic
4: picture. Document stand.
6: There's a document stand mode. Right arrow.
4: Done. Button. Select done. Done. Alert. Please place your device on an empty document stand and align the camera with the aperture.
6: Please place your device on a document stand and align the camera with the aperture stroke opening, which is why I took the iPhone away because I knew it was going to actually prompt me to put it back in. OK, so I'm going to pop it up on my scan box here and line it with the aperture or the hole. Okay, now I've still got that dialog box on the screen. So if I right arrow.
4: Cancel, button, okay, button.
6: And confirm with okay.
4: Okay, file explorer, button.
6: Okay, you just heard the two beeps. That means it's now ready to use the document stand to start taking pictures. Now what's gonna happen is as soon as I put in this case, the book into the document stand, i.e. my scan box. is gonna detect movement as I'm moving the book in and move my hands around to position it properly. And as soon as I take my hands away, or stop moving. And what I normally do is I don't take my hands completely away, I normally just have two fingers at the bottom of the book, this is a paperback, just to make sure it's held open so I can actually line it up. And then what you'll hear, it'll say text detected, you'll hear the camera shutter sound, it'll take the picture and then as soon as it happens I can then turn the next page and the same process, I turn the next page, make sure it's lined up with my hand my fingers down at the bottom to hold it, as soon as there's no movement you'll hear it say text detected, the camera sound again and off we go to the next page. So what I'll do, I'll do about probably about 10 pages quickly and you can see how really well the document stand mode works. Okay, so here we go. I'm gonna put the book in the document stand. And there's the movement detecting. And I just come make sure it's all lined up with the document stand. Two fingers at bottom, my other hand away. Text found. Okay, camera sound, turn page, movement detected, beeps, hand away, fingers at bottom.
4: text found
6: okay and now it's going to keep turning pages text found okay that's three
4: four text found
6: and of course I'm doing double pages here
4: okay next one Text found. Think
6: that's five. Next
4: one. Six. Text found. Okay,
6: it's page seven. Text found. It's actually not really page seven, it's seven times two. Okay. And eight. Hands away.
4: Text
6: found. Okay. Nine. And I just moved the book slightly. Let me just slide it up again. Okay. Hands away. Fingers at the bottom of the page.
4: Text found. Okay. And this
6: will be the last one. Text found. Okay, now I'm actually going to take the book away, close it. Text found. Now I've noticed a few times when using this batch processing mode with the document stand mode, it actually says text detected, and there's no text there. It's just the bottom of the scanned box, but there's definitely no text there. The book's been taken out, but never mind. So I need to press right arrow to start processing our scanned in pictures.
4: Settings camera flashes auto, tilt guidance, take picture, field of view report, add picture from library, process multi-pitch document, button, okay,
6: Process double tap document. to change batch mode, press select on that,
4: batch mode is off, 1 done, 3 done, 5 done, 6 done, 8 done, 10 done, last page done, please wait, Chapter 1, a great surprise mother, K-N-F-B- haven't Rino heard about our summer holidays yet, Session, said Julian, at the breakfast table, can we go to Palsy off as usual, I'm afraid not, said his mother, they are quite full up this year, the three children at the breakfast table looked at one another in okay, great disappointment, they did so love the house at Palsy, the beach was so lovely there pages. too, and the bathing was fine, going to stop it reading,
6: because I want to save this, i.e. to save it and also have it automatically backed up to Dropbox, I'm just going to choose save. Back button. Top of the screen. Coming Settings. Right.
4: Page one of eleven. View image associate. Add page to document. Change text recognition. Save document. Button. Okay. Save document. Click that one. Save file. Choose file name.
6: Okay. Twenty-one zero eight two
4: thousand and fifteen.
6: Okay, that's just the current date stamp. I don't want that file name.
4: Clear text. Button. I choose clear text. Text field is editing. Quick nav off.
6: Okay, and I'm going to call this famous.
4: It, 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 space. Famous, book, space, one, One. clear text, save, button, and save, save, play, button,
6: and I'm going to press escape,
4: alert, please place your device on an empty document stand and align the camera with the aperture,
6: and it's asked me again to align the iPhone on the document stand, I don't want to currently do that, so I'm going to do right arrow,
4: cancel, Button
6: and press Select on Cancel.
4: Cancel.
6: And then you'll notice, if I come back down to the profile down the bottom.
4: Select Profile. Button. Current Selection. Manual Picture.
6: It's now back to Manual Picture. Now I just should note here, just keep in mind, that what's happened is the KNFB Reader file I've just created, which is now backed up to Dropbox, it's a KNFB Reader file. It's not a file that can be read by another app. So if you want to actually make sure that you've got a version that you can read with another application, then you have to export the file to a format that's readable by another app or another program on a PC or Mac. So what I'm gonna do before I finish, let's go back up to File Explorer.
4: File Explorer, button.
6: And press select.
4: File Explorer, back button. Okay, Edit. Famous 5 book 1 contains 11 pages created. 21,
6: Okay, that's the one that I want. So I'm just going to use my router. Delete. To select delete. Rename. Rename. Share. Share. Press it on share. Back button. And if I do right arrow.
4: Choose file type. KNFV file. file type.
6: Button. KNFV file. Plain text
4: file. TXT Plain text file. Button. Plain text file. RTF. Button. Text,
6: text file. RTF. That's what I want. Press that on that.
4: Alert airdrop recipient placeholder and image and then
6: i can share it out to
4: airdrop share with people nearby message mail twitter more save to dropbox button
6: save to dropbox now that option actually wasn't previously then when i've been using my cane reader before because i haven't bothered to set it up so if i press right Opening.
4: arrow ellipsis Gotten. more button
6: if you press select on more you'll get the option if you haven't previously turned it on to choose to turn on save to Dropbox as well and then it'll come up in this list. So back to the left.
4: Open an ellipsis. save to Dropbox, button. Save to Dropbox. Save to Dropbox, Famous 5 Book 1 contains two, cancel, button. Now press right arrow. Save to Dropbox, heading. Save to Dropbox, save, button. Save, file, heading, file. Famous 5 Book 1 RTF, text field. file, Book 1. Save location, heading. Save location, KNFB.
6: And I previously, when I was doing some testing, I previously saved to the KNFB reader folder. So that's fine. So back to the left.
4: Save location. Famous five book file. Head save button.
6: And press select on the save.
4: Save. Cancel. Did button. Back button.
6: Okay, and we're back to the file explorer screen. Press escape.
4: Take picture button.
6: And we're back. Capture image of the document and reads the text. Take picture screen, of course. Okay, so if I grab my phone off the scan box here. And let's go and access the Dropbox on my iPhone.
4: App Switcher. KNFB Reader. Run it. App Store. Dropbox. Swipe up with three fingers.
6: Search your files. Okay, let me go down the bottom. Tabs.
4: Recents. Tab. One of five. And
6: double tap on Recents. Selected.
4: Recents. Tab. And one go of up five. The top. Search your files. Search field. Okay, flick to double the Double tap. Right. Heading. File. Famous Five Book One KNFB.
6: Okay, so that's the KNFB file that was automatically added to Dropbox. Now if I flick to the right.
4: File, Famous 5 Book 1 RTF.
6: Okay, there's my other file that I saved for the RTF version of the KNFB Reader document. In this case, the first 10 or 11 pages of the Famous 5 Book 1. We go back to my
4: KNFB Reader app. App switcher. Dropbox. Running. To the right. KNFB Reader. Running. Tap on KNFB. KNFB reader, file explorer, button.
6: Okay, now I did say to you that I would show you what the backup option to Dropbox actually does. So let me flick it to the right to settings.
4: Settings, button.
6: One finger double tap on settings. Settings, back button. And I'm going to do a two-finger rotate to headings.
4: Settings, Headings.
6: Okay, and one finger flick down down to dropbox backup.
4: Settings. Heading. Camera. Heading. Reader. Heading. File explorer. Heading. Dropbox backup. Heading. Okay, there's the Dropbox backup. to the right. Link to Dropbox. Switch button. On. Allow mobile data for Dropbox. Switch button. On. Backup all KNFB files to Dropbox. Button.
6: Okay, that's the one we want. So one finger double tap on backup, backup all KNF
4: settings. In progress. Please wait. Creating zip file. 3%. Okay, that's creating 4%. a zip file. 6%. And what I'll do, I'll actually 6%.
6: pause the recording percent. And I'll bring it back when it's just completed or about eight percent complete the zip file process. Nine percent.
4: Ninety-nine percent. Please wait. Alert. Information.
6: Information delug saying it's complete. So I press right arrow on my quick nav keyboard. Backup done. Or Bluetooth keyboard.
4: Okay. Button.
6: And select OK. Okay.
4: Settings. Status bar item. Swipe down with three fingers to reveal the notification center. Okay,
6: and the added. is... That was quick. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Mac saying it's being transferred to Dropbox on my Mac, so that was pretty quick. Now, the reason why you didn't hear the other two get backed up before to Dropbox, i.e. the Famous 5 Book 1 and the other version of that, which was the RTF file, was that I'd actually paused the recording. While I had to actually go and do something in the process of this recording, otherwise you would have also heard my Mac saying those files were also on my Mac as well. Okay, Daggy. All right. Let me just press Escape. Back button. And that Escape took me out of my status bar at the top. Focus returned there. I'm not too sure why. So we're back in the settings screen. If I press Escape again, on my keyboard.
4: Take picture button. Back to the main capture. capture image screen image of the document and reads the text.
6: Now I should say the backup.zip file won't appear in your file explorer screen it's actually hidden from those files or view in that screen so we already know it's on my mac already and if I want to double check if it's also on my ios device which it is anyway let's go and check dropbox on my iphone here so i'm going to press the home button twice one two
4: app switcher knfb reader Running. I'm going to flick over to Dropbox. Swipe up, drop box, running. One
6: finger double tap on Dropbox.
4: Dropbox. Recents. Heading. Okay.
6: we on the Recents tab. Let me touch towards the top of the screen.
4: Search your files. Search field. Flick to the right. Double. Today. Heading. File. Backup. Zip. You added two minutes ago.
6: Okay. And there's the zip file. So I'm going to press the home button again twice to go back to the app switcher. App
4: switcher. Dropbox. Running. Flick over to K N F B Reader. Running.
6: Double tap on K N F B Reader.
4: KNFB Reader. File Explorer. Button.
6: And we're back to the main capture screen again. And for this quick demonstration, I'm not going to worry about doing the restore function. I'll let you play with that at your convenience. I'm just going to press the home button to come out of the KNFB Reader app.
4: Extras folder.
6: And that completes this demonstration of the KNFB Reader version 2.0, three main features for discussion and demo i.e. the free trial version now available for 25 pictures or scans. The Dropbox link where you can actually backup and restore from Dropbox. And thirdly, the fact that you've now got that document stand scanning mode, where it detects movement and allows you to turn the page over and then in order to take the next page automatically. So that completes this demonstration. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.
2: Here at ACB Radio's Main Menu, we are always looking for your feedback. Whether you have a comment or a question on something you heard in our past show, a comment on something you've seen on our website, or a suggestion for something that you would like to see us cover on a future Main Menu, please feel free to get in touch with us. You can always contact us by email at mainmenu@acbradio.org. at on Twitter at Main Menu, or you can find all of our information on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you soon.
1: for the entire main menu staff i'd like to thank you for being with us today here on main menu we'll look forward to seeing you back again next week meantime you have a good week and we'll see you soon